What does it mean to pray? Prayer is your connection to God. Prayer is your strength, your refuge, and your power. Prayer gives you what you need to tackle the pressures of this life on earth. So I'm your girl, Sierra Campbell, here to encourage you. Prayers to the Young Girl is a podcast here to motivate you and to cultivate a life of intercessory and to show you that you can overcome any and everything with the power of the Holy Spirit. So welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, 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 girl, back another episode. Um, I am, as always, you guys should expect it by now, excited about what God is doing. We have made it to episode seven. I am elated at the fact that I have made it this far, that we have made it this far, that God has seen us thus far, Okay. Um, today I'm going to dig right into this episode because I've been waiting to get this to you guys. And so we talked the last episode about just kind of overcoming triggers and acknowledging that some things may, whether it be something someone says, whether it be something someone does, or even just something simply we may see on TV There are things out here that are going to trigger us, but how are we going to react to it? How are we going to not allow triggers, not allow our bodies, our mind take us outside of what God has for us? And coming from that today, I want to get more into just digging through that rubble, digging through all of that mess, all of those triggers and everything that you already know is inside, already know you're going to face, you're going to deal with and have dealt with, you know, like let's just call it baggage, right? We all got some type of baggage, but beyond the baggage, when you move all of that stuff out of the way, what do you find? You find a treasure. You know, when you have to dig through the rubble, when a mine, when miners go and they're trying to find diamonds and rubies, they have to dig through the dirt first. And that's how we ought to look at ourselves. Yeah, there may be some dirt there. There may be some baggage. There may be some rubble whatever you want to call it, but inside is a treasure. It's a treasure and you ought to treasure it. Okay. You ought to treasure your treasures. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I am just, just honestly at a place today in my life where I'm realizing more and more that there is so much inside of me that I don't even understand how valuable it is to God. How valuable my story, my ways, my triggers, (laughs) my just every part of me is valuable to him. And that's what I want everyone 
I want you all to walk away today with the mindset of you're valuable. You're valuable to God. And it's going to start by facing some ugly stuff. It's going to start by like going over basically all we've been talking about already and digging to the roots, um, overcoming triggers, acknowledging your triggers, acknowledging that you got, you're messed up, that you're not perfect, that you got some trauma, you got some insecurity, you know, the whole nine, we've been talking about it thus far. It's going to take facing all of that. You're going to face the ugly head on. You got to admit that you have issues, but also, and we got into a little bit about this last episode, but stop taking the pity approach and do something about it. Try Jesus. (laughs) That's what I found myself saying, you know, okay, Sierra, sure. You got all these problems. You got all these insecurities. You got this stuff going on in your life. So what? <laughs> and I know I mentioned in a previous episode, just like, you know, about how no one owes you nothing. God doesn't owe you anything. But yeah, he loves us so much to promise us a prosperous and glorious life on earth as well as in heaven. And that's the hope that I want to instill in everyone today is that You don't have to be your struggle. You don't have to be your triggers, your trauma, your surroundings, because everything isn't about just our trauma, right? Let me tell you, right now in my life, I'm just going to be, again, transparent with you guys because I love it. I love talking about myself, if y'all haven't noticed so far, (laughs) but not just because I like to talk about myself, because I know that I'm not the only person that is going through what I'm going through, that's dealing with the things that I'm dealing with. And right now I am a single mom. If you guys haven't figured out by now, I'm a single mother. My daughter is one years old and I have not had a steady and stable job since I was six months pregnant. I came off my job when I was six months pregnant. I was having some health issues as well as just dealing with a lot on the job itself. But anyway, it's not relevant. (laughs) My point to that is I found myself in too many moments where I'm just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do if this money runs out? What what am I going to do if I don't get help with this? If I don't get help with that? I need a job. 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 Now, don't get me wrong. Some extra income would be amazing. But this place I am, this season that I found myself in in my life has truly allowed me to stop taking the pity approach and to trust God. And to recognize and acknowledge that He's a provider. You know, we we read our Bibles and oftentimes you'll hear people talk about, oh, God, he's a healer. He's a provider. He's, he's a way maker. He'll make a way out of no way. And it sounds good, right? But it can't just sound good. It has to be good. And the only way you know it is good is if you live by it. You live by the truth and what the word actually says. 
And that's where I found myself in my life. It's just like, Sierra, it's not enough to just say, oh, I know God will provide. If I don't really believe he's going to provide, which means what? (laughs) Do I really have faith that he will? Do I really even believe that he is God? My church right now, um, we are in the middle of a fast. And during our fast, we've been reading the book of John, the gospel of John. And and particularly chapter five really resonated with me because it just talked about how easy it was for man to read the word, to know the Bible, know all the doctrine and all, you know, all the good stuff that we ought to know. All those who are just holy and dignified, right? (laughs) It sounds good, but yet in this chapter, Jesus was right in front of them, talking to them and telling them that he was the Messiah, that he was sent from God, that he was the son of God. And you know what? They still had the nerd, the audacity to question him about who he was. And that's what it was like. Something went off in my head. It was just like, wow, you know. It's not enough to just study the word of God. If we won't accept its truth, its warnings and its corrections and its love. It's not enough to just say we know Christ, say we know God. You know, we can't accept or rather acknowledge God as the father, but don't acknowledge and accept his son and his teachings. You know, that's that's literally John 3.16, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only and begotten son, that whomsoever will believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. And my takeaway from that scripture, it's not so much about, oh, if we believe Christ, we're going to live forever. We're going to have eternal life, the the literal, right? But also... Acknowledging that it's not enough to just quote that scripture, but to reverence God, to reverence Christ in each and every part of my life. And as we talk about digging through the dirt, digging through the rubble and understanding that you are a treasure, that you belong to God. When you say those things, you have to believe it. You can't just say it. You have to believe that Christ came and he died for you so that you can have a better life. That you don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about where your income's going to come from next. You don't have to worry about the stress that you have from whatever job you have or being a mother or being a wife. Wherever you find yourself in life, that's not the end. And that is what the word is telling us. That's what God wants us to hold on to, that none of this even really matters. All that matters is that you understand who you are to him. And you're his child. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And that is enough to sustain us, to know that we have a God that loves us so much 
that he will literally always be with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will never see us suffering to the point where he can't reign in us. See, there's a difference. And this is another thing that I've learned. (laughs) Because even in Romans, it says, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. And my God, guys, that honestly, first of all, that scripture has been uh, ringing in my head for some weeks now, maybe even a month. But it's just saying that that doesn't mean that life is not going to be faced with hardships. First of all, that's already promised to us because of sin. We're we're literally born into hardship. We're born into wickedness because we're made in the flesh, which is of sin. But what our Father wants us to understand is that though sin is all around us, though trials and tribulations come, though hardships we face day to day, it doesn't change who he is. It doesn't change what he can do for us. And it doesn't change his promises to us. All we have to do is to trust him. Trusting him, meaning believe that he is true. Believe that he means what he says. And that is true faith. So believe that God created you beautifully. Believe that he says that you are a treasure to him, that he loves you, and that there is no good thing that he will withhold for those who walk right before him. Meaning, if you fix your eyes on Christ and you give him your all, if you let him love you in the hard areas, you know, it is, it's important for us to recognize that we have issues that need breaking, that need delivering, that need healing, etc. But we have to accept that it is possible and it is attainable because we have a savior. For me, you know, a lot of the reason why I couldn't stand firm in my deliverance and I kept going back to my vomit, kept going back to the same type of struggles was because I didn't trust that there was truth to the word of God. Again, you know, I knew it, I read it, I heard it, but I didn't believe it. It wasn't until I started saying, you know what? Basically, (laughs) what I'm doing ain't working. So let me try God. Let me truly, truly try him. Let me truly, truly test him by his word. He says that he has my best interest. He says that he died for my life. He says that I don't have to lean on my own understanding. He says that tomorrow has his own trouble, so I don't have to worry. He says all of these things, right? And I've been taught that he's real, that he's true. Let me try it. Let me see if he really is true, that he really is for real, right? And sometimes it may start off like that. It may start off as that, again, that mustard seed of, okay, I'm going to have faith just a little bit to see if this thing really is what it's all about. 
But if you stick with it, if you stick with it like like a person that's digging up treasure, they may get discouraged because all they see is dirt coming out. But if they keep on sticking in there, if they keep on trying, they're bound to find the treasure within. That's how we have to look at our own lives. That's how we have to uh, look at God. We have to keep digging and digging and digging. And time and time again, he will reveal himself. He will show you that there is more to this life than what your mom and dad may have given you, than what a foster parent may have given you, what a brother or sister, what a lover. Anyone on this earth, any situation, he is more than that. He is more. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. I am speaking to you guys always from experience. That I tried everything else. I went through so many seasons of depression, of up and down moments, roller coasters. I've went through times of suicide, suicidal thoughts, suicide ideation, looking for friends and family to fill me, relationships to fill me, and even my daughter to fill me. But it was nothing like what God was able to do for me. It was nothing like the hope that he gave me. The more I tried him, the more strength I got. The more I tried him, the more hope I got. The more I tried him, the more joy I felt every day. Does that mean I don't still have moments? Absolutely not. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I do. I still have moments where I'm just like, okay, God, all right, all right, all right. Got to get myself together and realize that I made a vow that I was going to trust you. Because you know what? When I look back, it's a song, right, called Testimony. My mom used to always sing it growing up, and I love that song. But it's like, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I have a testimony, and it's so true. Everything that I've been through in my life, God has preserved me. He has always seen me out. And I wouldn't be here today talking to you if that weren't true. So this episode is my encouragement to you that we talked about some hard things. We faced some hard things. But there is a treasure inside underneath all of that that God wants to cultivate, that he wants to preserve, that he wants to show you the beauty in it all. I am living in the beauty that God has promised me. That all my pain, everything that I have experienced would not go to waste. Find hope in you and know that nothing you have experienced in your life He will allow to go to waste.
Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your daughter. I thank you, God, that you have shown her that she is rare in beauty. She is perfect and elegant. She is wise. And there is nothing that you will not do for her. There is nothing that you will allow her to go without. That as long as she relies on you as her strength and as her hope and as her savior, that everything else will fall into its place. So remind your daughter, God, in weary moments, remind her to think on those good thoughts. Think on those things that are pure and praiseworthy. Remind her, God, that the suffering that she's experiencing today, tomorrow, yesterday, the future, are nothing to be compared to what you have for her here on earth and in eternal life. Allow her to feel the hope that lies within your promise. That when your son died, he didn't just die so that she would feel the pains of this world, but that she would feel the joy that is to come beyond the present moment. That she would acknowledge the promises beyond the present moment. Willing her to do your desire. Willing her to do what you want her to do. And show her, God, the true meaning of turning beauty, turning ashes into beauty, and shame into glory. Allow her to let go of shame and guilt confusion, suffering, whatever it may be, God, and let your glory prevail. Let your glory live inside of her. For you have already promised us that we don't have to worry about today, that we don't have to worry about tomorrow, that we don't have to worry about anything, that we don't have to live by the tangible things. But we can live by the hope that lies within your spirit and your love. So I encourage your daughters, God, to let you love on them. To let you live inside of them and show you and show them truly how beautiful they are, how rare of a design you created them to be. In Jesus' name, amen. This is my hope to you all. This is my love for you all. That you will feel the love of God and know that he made each and every one of you rare and peculiar for a reason and for a purpose and that you don't allow your good design to be wasted. Love you all so much.
And I can't wait for what God has in store for next episode. See you soon. Wow, I am filled with the love of Christ. And I hope you are too. I pray you walked away from this episode with just a little more strength, a little more fight, and a lot more power. Continue to pray without ceasing and remember that God sees you and he hears you. I am here for you, my sister, lifting you up in prayer, holding your hand as we journey as disciples together, tackling the adversities of living in the flesh, but operating by the spirit. I love you, my sis, but God loves you best. Please like, comment, follow, but more importantly, share this blessing of faith with another sister and go forth inspired with glorious deeds to do. See you soon.